Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services partner for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at more than 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools and data that helps power their emerging markets business strategies. The focus of today's podcast is the outlook for global oil prices and its implication not only for markets in EMEA, but also for multinational companies operating in these markets. My name is Zeynep Kösere Solo, and I am the Senior Turkey and MENA Analyst at Frontier Strategy Group. I will be moderating today's podcast. I'm joined today by Martina Bozajeva, Head of Research for Europe, Middle East and North Africa. As a reminder, this podcast and all of FSG's content is available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. Martina, welcome and thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about the top global story that is impacting all countries in EMEA, as well as our clients, multinational companies operating in emerging markets. Oil prices fell around 62% between August 2014 and December 2015. And just in the last two months, in early 2016, they fell around 25%. We're seeing a lot of volatility in oil prices. What is FSG's oil price assumption, Martina? Have our forecasts been revised and why? Yes, uh, that's exactly right, Zainab. We have revised our oil price assumptions uh, for 2016 as well as for the next two years as well. So that's a pretty significant change uh, on which we have based changes in our uh, forecast for a number of key energy exporting markets, as well as some of the implications, of course, for businesses um, operating in, in some of these countries. So big change here. Now, uh, currently, our forecast for average oil prices, Brent, for 2016 is around 30 to 35 dollars a barrel annual average for 2017 it's around 40 to 45 dollars a barrel so it's still an improvement it's still an increase but it's much slower and from a lower base point than it used to be and just for comparison purposes previously we were expecting this year's oil price to average around 50 to 55 dollars a barrel so that's about a 20 20 dollar difference uh downward revision and uh going up to about uh, 65 already to 70 over the next two years so it, it's a it's still a an upward curve if you will uh, but it's uh, starting from a much lower base now why did we change uh, our assumption um, the reason is actually less because of supply and demand fundamentals, although there has been a bit of a change there, especially with Iran coming online pretty early in the year, uh, which rattled global markets and affected the oil price. Actually, the really big change that forces to change our expectation is the change in sentiment, sentiment towards China, which, of course, underpins uh, demand expectations, as well as uh, global financial market sentiment more generally about global growth, which again affects the uh, expectations on the supply and demand side of things. And so we think that that change in sentiment has caused a um, shift towards being very pessimistic about oil prices, which in effect has caused them to fall. Uh, and um, as a result, uh, that's probably a very sticky thing. Just as we saw oil prices for a long time being very, very high, around $100 a barrel, even when supply and demand fundamentals were out of balance, uh, that was because of sentiment and expectations. Today, we're in a different situation where prices have uh, fallen and the sentiment is that they're going to stay low and that in itself is going to cause them to stay low until we start to see some rebalancing in supply and demand but that process is going to take several years and so uh, that's uh, what underpins our new oil price expectations. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And from that 50 to 55 dollars to 30 to 35 dollars forecast, that's a, a pretty significant revision. Um, which uh, markets will be most affected by this? It seems uh, quite a few markets, I'm assuming, will be impacted. That's right. Understandably so. So this is a big change for the all exporting markets in the region, understandably. And I'll give you a sense of the scale of the change in our forecasts for those markets as well. The important thing, though, is to mention is, um, one, these countries' governments, for the most part, are starting to um, assume that oil prices are going to be at around the same level as what FSG is, is also looking at. And so, whereas about a year and a half ago, some governments had a bit of wishful thinking about, well, maybe prices will rebound, and they were a little bit slow to make changes to budgets and to uh, their own expectations for economic growth. Now they have all uh, kind of... Uh, bitten the bullet, if you will. And they're saying, you know what, we, we also think that prices will be low for a really long time. So if you look at the budgets, um, assumptions for oil prices for 2016 across different markets in EMEA, they're anywhere from $25 a barrel uh, by Kuwait, a very conservative government, uh, to max around 50 uh, for markets like Bahrain and Russia and Kazakhstan. But a, a number of these countries are actually revising their budgets now in order to integrate a lower forecast for oil prices. And so there's definitely been a mindset change amongst governments, which of course is going to be reflected in spending priorities as well. Um, in terms of uh, how all exporters are going to be affected uh, more generally, just to give you a taster of some of the forecast revisions we have made, and um, FSG clients will see this in the system pretty much immediately, the first few days of uh, February. Um, they can download those as well as in the monthly market monitors, which will be published in about a week. Uh, so you will be able to see uh, the scale and the nature of those forecast revisions. But for GDP, uh, just to give you a few examples, we've revised um, Kazakhstan down from 0.2% growth this year to minus 0.6% growth. Um, we've um, revised Algeria down from 27 to 2.5% GDP growth. We've revised Saudi down from 23 to 1.9% growth for the year, revised down Nigeria from 4% to 3.6%, um, and um, Azerbaijan from f minus 4.6, so pretty deep recession, to minus 5.5% for the year. Um, and of course, revisions to government spending have been varied, but also bigger than that. Um, so you can definitely see an impact on GDP there. On the oil importing side, though, uh, we haven't seen a, a, a big improvement. Pass-through effect of low oil prices has been very slow. So is there going to be more pass-through effect? Yes. But is it going to really compensate for the drops in the big exporting markets? I, I doubt that, at least for the year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, with the GDP forecast being revised, that includes from government spending to investment, etc. But I'm uh, assuming that there's also going to be an impact for foreign exchange revenues for these uh, markets as well. Um, does what we are hearing right now translate into a currency risk? What is the impact on, on the, um, the currencies in these markets, especially the oil exporting ones? Mm -hmm. Yes. So some oil exporters have already seen really big devaluations of their currencies. The latest victim was Azerbaijan in December. Uh, but a number of countries have already reflected some of that drop into their currencies. Uh, Freely traded currencies like the Russian ruble will reflect that in the day that it happens. Um, we also have some pegs around the region. Uh, we've got the pegs across the GCC for the most part. We think those pegs are going to stay in place. Um, is there more pressure on the currency reserves of these governments? Without a doubt. Do they have enough reserves and political motivation to maintain the pegs almost at any cost? Probably yes. Um, the only peg in the Middle East that we're worried about uh, is the Iraqi peg. 
But there are other markets at risk. So, for example, um, uh, Nigeria is one obvious market where everybody's expecting a big devaluation, and that's probably going to happen, although we can't know exactly the timing of it because of the opacity of how the central bank makes these decisions. So that would be one market I would watch uh, for the potential net devaluation in the region. But there is a secondary effect as well. And so for the markets that are trying to maintain a certain level of forex stability, um, there, uh, there's a spillover into the private sector in a pretty operational way. And this is something we're hearing from our clients all over the place. Now, it's happening not just in oil exporting markets. It's happening also in some oil importers like Egypt. But um, the oil exporters ones are the ones that are really under pressure right now. And so what you're seeing is uh, countries trying to maintain FX stability by restricting imports and or restricting um, access to dollars, which, of course, is causing all kinds of problems from distributors not being able to pay to companies not being able to repatriate profits to inputs not being able to get into the country for local manufacturers. So actually, the effect on the economies is very pernicious, but uh, these governments are, are kind of trying to, to um, do the easy thing, if you will. Uh, but of course, that's not sustainable. And so multinationals should be worried both about the effect on actual exchange rates as well as the spillover effects, which will continue through the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if we take a step back and look at the bigger picture, we're seeing falling oil prices that um, are going to um, apparently stay even longer um, at their at these low levels. We're also uh, looking at a lot of uh, financial market volatility, whether it's due to developments in the Chinese economy or in in, in the uh, American economy. Um, are we heading for a, a new world uh, crisis? Um, what, is, what is the outlook for the stability uh, in financial and, and real sector? So it is true there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety in financial markets. Um, the year started very, very poorly for financial markets. However, a lot of what we're experiencing was part of our baseline expectation uh, for the year. Yes, oil prices are a little bit lower than uh, perhaps we expected them to be, but fundamentally, not that many things are different. Is China slowing? Yes. Uh, Maybe financial markets are just waking up to that fact. Is there risk associated with China? Yes. But a lot of this is already uh, implied in our forecasts for the U.S., for the Eurozone, for China, etc. And uh, the forecast is not for a global recession, and it is not for a global crisis. Yes, there are risks, and uh, for those interested in those, uh, they should uh, look at our events to watch report that outlines them in quite a bit of detail. But our base and expectation is for very volatile growth, uh, pockets of opportunity here and there, but difficult to find, and generally speaking, a, a difficult year for multinationals but not a global crisis. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at, uh, like you said, volatile growth, um, a lot of uh, unpredictab- unpredictability, um, wh- whether it's in the financial sector or, or in government policies. What are the key implications for um, multinational companies in this environment? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is let's not obsess over the oil price. Um, <laughs> I know uh, we as analysts as well uh, will do that day in and day out and we understand our clients do as well when they have to plan, they have to set targets they have to assess, are they going to hit those targets? It's only natural however, we have to keep into perspective that business plans and targets will tend to be quarterly and then annual uh, and then a lot of what we do from a forecasting perspective is also annual so at some point this year we could see really low oil prices but that doesn't mean they're going to stay there even today, oil prices are not at 25. They're now higher than that. And so uh, let's uh, let's be able to differentiate between what is happening at the specific moment and then what the annual trend is going to be. Because the annual trend is not as extreme 
as the volatility we experience in an individual moment. So it's important to understand is what we're experiencing right now the annual trend or is it actually just an aberration, an up or a down of the year? So we shouldn't get too complacent if things start to look better and we shouldn't panic if things start to look bad. This is going to be what this year uh, is. It will be ups and downs, left and right, all the time. Um, the second thing is, of course, when you have that kind of environment, you need scenarios. And so it's really critical right now to assess which parts of your business, country, customers, distributors, are most vulnerable to these kinds of problems. Uh, which ones are vulnerable to currency devaluation? Which ones are vulnerable to a massive drop in government spending that wasn't planned in the budget? Uh, what are the few things that could really disrupt your ability to hit targets this year? And then building plans around those. There are too many things that are very unpredictable right now. You have to choose your battles. But do choose a few battles to fight where you know that the impact on the business, if you're prepared for those events, is going to be uh, large. Um, the other thing I would say is, more practically speaking, Try and focus on the the health of your local partners, especially in markets that are affected by some of these um, currency problems, demand problems, etc. Um, your local partners are going to be under pressure from a demand perspective, from a forex perspective, from a marketing perspective, and regulatory perspective as well. Uh, and so supporting them, but also understanding what are their weaknesses and uh, how can you either maybe change that relationship or even drop that distributor is going to be critical. So getting the partnerships right has never been more important in the past few years. Um, and then um, there will be some implications around pricing uh, as well as identifying opportunities. Fundamentally, smart leaders right now are looking at some of the longer term trends. What does the world look like when all prices stay at 40 for three years? And where are those opportunities? And they're putting in place uh, the investments and the, the structure to succeed and take advantage of those. So even though we have to manage a very difficult environment, this is exactly the time for us to think long term. Uh, and of course, if you if you want to run some ideas by us, happy to do that across different markets. But uh, this is a, a moment where uh, business leaders can really stand out uh, by taking a bigger picture and um, understanding what does the business need to look like three years down the road to really win in this environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Martina, thank you very much. It seems a lot of volatility, but a lot of and a lot of planning that <laughs> that is um, anticipating um, and uh, our clients need to kind of be focusing on. Um, as a reminder, you can speak with Martina or any of the FSG analysts by simply reaching out to your client relationship director or directly. You can also access all FSG content on our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance in your emerging markets.